This is Rolling Rocks Radio with Jerry Armentrout, Cody Carter, and Scott Barker. Welcome to Rolling Rocks Radio, the podcast where we talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, and anything else we find entertaining. I'm Scott Barker. He's Jerry Armentrout. Hey. And this morning, we're joined by a special guest, total defense martial arts teammate, fellow dark sider, and all-around awesome guy, Jimmy Lobley. Jimmy, how you doing, man? Doing great, and I appreciate it, fellas. No worries, man. So, uh, we shot out a special edition uh, early last week about Jimmy's upcoming endeavors with Tap, uh, Tap Cancer out and the Global Grappling Day. And we wanted to give Jimmy a chance to come on the show, tell us about what's going on, and uh, give us a little bit more down low on what he's got going on. So, Jimmy, December 11th, Global Grappling Day, uh, to benefit Tap Cancer Out and all of the uh, the different charities and, and organizations that they support. Um, so what what's the deal, man? Why are you uh, why are you getting into this? Why are you going to roll for an hour? And um, so what's going on? Well, I, again, I appreciate it, guys. And uh, to me, obviously, it's a uh, it's a personal story. Uh, my wife had battled uh, stage four colon cancer. Um, at the same time, my stepmother is uh, is going through treatments now for um, stage two breast cancer, and my mother-in-law was also fighting stage one breast cancer. So uh, it, it's so hit our family. It is. It, it's uh, it's really hit our family. My mom, uh, my mother passed away in 2005 from uh, lung cancer, and uh, she fought it for about a year and a half. So obviously, uh, unfortunately, cancer runs in our family. And uh, it's really hit home for me. So uh, when my wife was going through her, her second surgery, I, uh, of course, my love for BJJ, I saw the, uh, the Tap Cancer Out website as I was sitting with her in the hospital when, uh, when she was recovering. And, uh, and that, that's when I noticed it. And I reached out to, the, uh, to the, the, the company owner and just told him my story, my situation. He thought it was, uh, he thought it was awesome. And then he sent me the pamphlet for the um, December 11th um, gr- uh, Global Grappling Day. So that's when I uh, that's when I noticed that and and said, hey, I, I got to reach out to my coach and uh, reach out to my fellow teammates and see if uh, if they'd be willing to help me out. And of course, yeah, that's not the problem. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we do. So you're, I think you're number five on the uh, on the uh, the Four. fundraising list at this point you're you're actually like in top five for fundraising for this uh, this time around is that right well i i was um it, it's going fantastic for us and uh again from everybody's contributions what you guys have done um it I, i'm i'm gonna say i'm probably fourth or close to third now that's awesome so the the contributions keep rolling in guys i appreciate it everybody out there the listening audience um, i can't thank you guys enough i, we, I really can't yeah we're, we're definitely put the link back up with uh, this week's podcast, uh, so you, we can get back into it. And so you understand, we're going to help him roll. He's going to have to do an hour straight of rolls with us, so we're going to keep rotating out. He's basically He's we're not. doing a modified <laughs> Shark Tank. Yeah. And so, but the, the modified version is instead of us trying to smash him, we're going to help him continue. So it's going to be a lot of controlled, slow rolling, trying to help him, you know, with his breathing and you know stuff, because an hour of grappling—if you've never done it—that's a lot of grappling. Yeah, thir- even thirty minutes. Thirty is, minutes is hard. Is rough. Yeah, an hour. But yeah, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna be uh, 
helping Jimmy through it. You know, Jerry and I are going to be taking part. Yep. Uh, we got some other teammates here, Total Defense, that are going to take part. Um, if anybody in the audience wants to uh, contribute to the cause, we're going to have the link to Jimmy's um, donations page in the uh, show notes. It'll be in the link me or the link tree that's attached to our Instagram account. So if you guys want to contribute and, uh, and throw some money towards Jimmy and his endeavor, highly recommend it. Jimmy's an awesome guy, and uh, I can't think of a better dude to support. So Yeah, I mean, this, this is uh, fuck cancer. I mean, that's, that's how, this, how, like how it comes out. Just every, every little bit helps, man. And, you know, he's putting his body on the line to, to do this for his family. So, yeah, and I, I've seen it firsthand, guys, what cancer does and what continues to do and how it affects families. I mean, including myself and my kids. I've got two young kids at home. And uh, just what it, what it does to you emotionally, physically, and uh, what it does to the individual that's actually going through it. So I know probably everybody out there, everybody, of course, in the listening yeah. audience has somebody that's been affected by cancer and, uh, and what it can do. So, I, again, I appreciate it, guys. I've lost my grandma. appreciate all the support. Grandma had it. She didn't know she. It, they didn't catch hers in time. So by the time she got sick, it was just a couple months. Yeah, she ended up with brain cancer. So it was, it was kind of brutal. Yeah, my dad had colon cancer. My father-in-law had colon cancer. Um, yeah, so it's. I think everybody, everybody out mm-hmm. there, the at, at least at this point in time, everybody out there has got is touched by cancer in some way some way, shape, or form, either through direct family members or through friends. Absolutely. And we've talked about before, our, our podcast isn't for us to make money. It's for us, we started out to do this, to have fun, just to give us a reason to be out of the house during COVID. <laughs> and now it's become a way for us to donate money to charities and help out. So that's what, you know, we're going to help Jimmy out. And again, like we've said before, this all, all our proceeds go to charities, man, so. Yep. So, you know, if you can give a dollar or two, it'd be highly appreciated. Yep. No, no, no gift too small, no gift too large. Yeah. So, yeah, if you got five bucks to throw Jimmy's way, that'd be awesome. Or, you know, whatever whatever you feel like you can give. We, we you know, the Rolling Rocks team here would appreciate anything you guys can throw Jimmy's way. Yeah, and I think, we're, I think what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll film some of it, throw little highlights up on our Rolling Rocks page on, um, on, the, on our Insta on our on the insta shizzle and the and the facebook and stuff we'll throw up little segments of of today that day's festivities maybe uh, we'll do a, maybe we'll do a post a uh, post roll quickie show where yeah. we throw the 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 mic in jimmy's face and let him go how you feeling jimmy's like yeah. we'll call Joe Rogan. <laughs> hey man how was it if i can talk hey, yeah. that's yeah. the point I mean. absolutely but uh awesome man well thank you very much for coming on the show we wanted to get you on real quick before yeah. um the, the could they have made it any harder to say global grappling day yeah i mean come on but it could be worldwide grappling day yeah. that would be cool too but before the, the global grappling day which is not this coming weekend but next weekend so thank you very much for coming on the show dude we really appreciate it hopefully we can have you back again later and do like a full show but uh, we wanted to get the word out about uh, about your your endeavors here. So uh, thanks so much for coming. Man. Absolutely, I appreciate it, guys. Love you guys. I mean, th- this team is awesome. They've been very supportive uh, all along the way and along the journey that uh, that we're going through and we continue to go through now. So I appreciate it, fellas. Awesome. And, uh, God bless you guys. All right, man. We will be right back. All right. So Jimmy Lobley has left the building. 
um, as Jocko likes to say. So, Jerry, what do you think about the the news that Dan Hooker is going down to 145? Well, it's weird because he announced it was 145. I think it's going to be hard. Mm. I mean, Hooker's a big dude. He's not, he's not like a little guy. So, if he wants, if he can make 145, it'd be interesting. Uh I'm not sure if he can, if he's going to be able to do it too long. He, if he, he's, it's really truly going to be one of those weight cuts where he's going to have to do it the entire uh, training cycle and not wait till the, you know, the week of to try to cut the weight. Because I bet you he walks around at 170 plus. Well, and you know, Chael was talking about it on the show this week, and he was like. He thought he was going to say he was going to step up. Yeah, because that's what you'd expect because, yeah, he's a bigger bigger dude. Yeah. And then Kevin Holland announced he's stepping down too. He's going to welterweight. It, you know, it's it's weird that the trend was, you know, the, the older up, the yeah. fighters get, right, they, they go up in weight, which kind of makes sense. But, yeah, Dan is looking at going down back down to featherweight instead of going up to 175. Um which God, that would be. Uh, I mean, that's a heck of a pool to walk into, right? One seventy-five because yeah. you got Kamara, you got Colby, you got, got Chimaev. Chimaev, maybe depending on where he wants to fight, right? Yeah, he's I mean, willing to fight anybody anywhere. He'll fight any, anybody anywhere. Uh, right anywhere. now, that to fight with Chimaev, they're looking as Gilbert Burns. That, that would is, be that is legit. I don't know if that's the fight they're going to make, but that's the fight they're looking at. Uh, that would be a heck of a fight yeah. because that would be like high level grappler versus high level grappler. Like high level, you know, that, you know, kind of Dagestani. He's not Dagestani, but like that, that same, yeah. you know, that, that same kind of lineage in wrestling versus just a I think he's Chechnyan and he lives yes. in Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, Sweden, Sweden. now. Um, but yeah, he's got, you know, high level wrestler grappler yeah. versus, again, high level jujitsu grappler. That would be a legit fight. That would be good. Yeah. Gilbert's another one of those that he's always in the mix, right? Mm-hmm. He's always in, in contention. All he needs is one good run to, to, you know, to make a sprint on the, on as long the title. As, as long as Kimura, as long as, yeah. As long as Usman has the title, I'm not sure if it, Kobe gave him a good run. For it, this last fight, and uh, you know, but right now it's it's Kamara, division. I mean, just like Israel, it, it's Israel's going to fight Robert, Robert Whitaker again, which is going to be a good fight. And Whitaker might, you know, he changed up his style a little bit. We'll see if it see if it helps him. Uh, but again, it's either Israel or Robert Whitaker's division. Yeah, and I mean, heavyweight heavyweight's the only one I think is in flux. Because Engano has the title, but can Engano keep it from Gagne, and can Gagne keep it from Stipe or John Jones? Because Stipe's coming back, he you know he's gonna fight again. So you know what are we looking at? And now and talking about fights, you see the the latest hype. You got Ben Askren willing to come out of retirement to fight Nate Diaz. Yeah. And that that could that be could be interesting. Interesting. Uh, you've got Kobe Covington wanting to fight anybody. He still wants to fight. He's talking about fighting Shamayev. Yeah, uh, that would be a that would be an interesting fight. Well, people, what gets me is he he did make amends with Kamara. You know, he made it clear that it's just it's the fight game, and uh, 
trying to sell tickets, and I, hopefully he doesn't go. He Kobe now relies more. Kobe's name is now big enough; they don't have to do that silly shit anymore. Yeah, uh, he can still be a heel if that's what he wants. Because I mean, that might just be where he's naturally comfortable right now. But everyone, you know, he lost to Kamar Usman, who hasn't. I mean, he went five rounds the second fight. He went four rounds, almost almost finished the first fight. You know, they. I think what they stopped it with like a minute to go in the fifth. Yeah. I mean, so he's the only one to go the distance. I mean, he knocked Jorge Masvidal out. You know, walk away knockout. He ragdolled Gilbert Burns. I mean, Kamar's beaten everybody up. So for Kobe to stay in there and put Kamar in trouble several times in that fight. You know, and then have people talk trash to Kobe like he's somehow a bum. It's like, dude, he's really? He just, you know, Jorge's like, yeah, man, you, you know, you got beat. Dude, you got knocked out, ragdolled. Don't talk trash. Well, and there's been a lot of talk about Kobe versus, um, about a fight between Kobe and Street Jesus, too. Yeah, you know? but Kobe's just said he's like, I'm not, and he's not interested in that fight because he's like, you got 20 losses in your career. Why, why should I fight down? I'm still the number one contender. Why should I fight down? And and I understand that. He's I mean he's got a point, but and, but I don't think anyone right now wants to see a trilogy between him and and Kamara. And Kamara, I mean, there's a Kamara is got could do whatever he wants. He's defended enough now. Kamara can do. He's probably one win away from cementing his greatest of all time. He's what seventeen win fight streak. Yeah, something like that. Something crazy like that. He's like one, one, you know. He, everyone talks about how great Khabib is. Well, here's Kamara who's doing the same thing with the title. Yeah, you know. So Khabib was is no joke either. But I'm not taking away from him. But it's like everybody's like Khabib's the greatest of all time. Well, Kamara's making a very strong argument Kamara's that he's too. in that in that realm too. I mean, we we're living in we're living in some good times for MMA. I, I mean, we're living in we're living in some good good times. Well, I think it was our second episode where we talked about were we in the era of the super champ, yeah. right? Yeah. Where we we were talking about Amanda, yeah. we were talking about Kamara, yeah. we were talking about, you know, we we were kind of talking about Connor a little bit. Yeah. And that was before he turned into a rich little weird dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, we really are Living in the, you know, except heavyweight yeah. and, you know, maybe flyweight, right? We're well, living in the era of the super chain. And probably light heavyweight as well. Yeah. Because, you know, Blahovich just lost, you know. Mm-hmm. And I did not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming, but I don't think if he's, he'll get the rematch and he'll get it back. You don't think Glover will hang on? I think that was. I think that was his best performance ever. I think that that was the pinnacle. And I think either he holds it for a while and retires as a champion, or he loses back to Blahovich. Blahovich, I think, overlooked him because Probably. of his age and his wear and tear and the fact that he's been knocked out a few times. And I mean, think about it. Well, it it's Glover kind of like- is the, you know, had the meme where his tooth went through the freaking. I, yeah, there. that's true. So. I think a lot of people see these knockouts of Tessera and say, oh, well, you know, he's past his prime. And I think it's what Jan thought. His hands would keep that fight going. And he made a mistake. And 
he forgot about, I think he, they forgot about their grappling skills. Well, it's kind of like uh, when Georges St. Pierre took on, um, oh, Matt Serra. Yeah. And, and lost the title to Matt yeah. Serra, right? Everybody's like, what, what in the hell is Matt Serra doing fighting for the title? Yeah. And it was like... Yeah. You, that was didn't like, deserve it. Yeah, didn't know, deserve it all. Which is not fit to which you know, is which is crap, right? The, because yeah. Sarah's always. But, but it was always he didn't he there was you know he should not be in the same league and uh, you know he's not in the same division as George St. Pierre and he beat him. Yeah. Now, granted, he lost it on the re, on the on the rematch, but you know I think it's kind of the same thing that, yeah. that you're saying about Glover yeah. and, and Jan, you know. St. Pierre kind of overlooked uh, Sarah. O- overlooked Sarah and learned a very valuable yep. lesson. You, you take them lightly and you get smashed. I it's mean, it's Misha, mixed martial arts. I it's, think Misha Tate overlooked Vera. I think she was so she in all her interviews she was talking about fighting Nunes and Rousey and this and that and it's like you got a fight coming up. You should be concentrating on I need to get past Vera and Vera went in there with her sights set on beating Misha Tate. Yeah. And Misha Tate went in there to get a win to propel her to her next match. So there's a difference. Yeah, I'm going to coast through this win, put another W, and then I can start talking about title fight. Instead, you get ragdolled around by a, a woman who's like, this is my biggest my biggest chance. Now, I'm, yeah. I got a big win, and now I'm a fight or two away maybe from looking down the barrel of a main event. Well, and I, you know, also heard some some interesting commentary on that fight that was kind of breaking down Misha's footwork and head movement, mm-hmm. and how it wasn't up to the level of where she was before. Yeah. So it was. I don't know if it was ring rust or if she was a little scared. I don't want to say scared. Well, her right, first, tentative. Yeah. You know, her first fight back after. <clears throat> no, um, no, this is her second. Or second fight. Her back first back. fight ended in the first round. That's right. Was a quick victory. That's right. So I think it was. I'm, I'm wondering if she's just overconfident. She comes back. She's in great shape. She wins her first fight. She looked phenomenal in quick, in quick fashion with a quick submission, and this fight. You know, she goes in, and then this girl's just beating her to the punch. And I watched it. I, I'm not sure if it was as much as Misha wasn't moving as well. Is that as Vera was just out firing her? Yeah, she was be beating true. her to it. She was every time Misha would try try something, Vera would counter. She was counter punching, and then she started taking the fight to her. And once she got Misha going backwards, that was it, that was it. You know, she started fighting all. You know fighting off her back and that you know off her back foot and that just doesn't work yeah misha needs to be in control she's got to be moving forward or grappling and misha looked fabulous i mean i have not seen her look that i mean i don't know that i've ever seen her look that good she she's never been one to come into a fight soft or looking out of shape but she looked like she was in phenomenal shape again I, i don't think she was prepared for this fight i would agree I I I I'd, I'd almost admit they they'll never tell you, but I you gotta wonder if they even game plan to fight Vera, or they're just like, hey, we'll just do or, do what yeah, we're strong we'll... at, throw some punches, take her down, grapple with her, submit her, and instead Vera concentrated on winning this fight. Yeah, I so. see that. So let's talk heavyweight. You br- you brought up heavyweight, and this idea has been rattling around in my brain for a while. What do you think about the idea of like an atomic weight class that's 
something, you know, call it 2.30 and, a, I don't know, 2.30, 2.35 and above. Because oh. if you look at, if you look at Sirogan versus um, Nganu, right? Nganu tops out the scales at 265, right? He's and that's the top end, right? You've got to come in yeah, under, under 265. 265. Yeah. But it's 220 to 265. Yeah, it's, it's a 45 big, pound yeah. weight swing. And They've, nobody, no other weight class has that much of a weight disparity between well, it's the same thing in boxing. Competitors. The heavyweight boxing. They have such a huge gap at the heavyweights. They actually introduced a new weight class yeah. called the bridger weight. <laughs> because it's the bridge between, you know, between yeah. the classes because there's so much disparity. Think about it. Uh, I mean, they're talking about with Fury coming in at 280, 290, and Joshua coming in at 224. Yeah. You know, and it's funny that the bigger guy had more cardio, but still that weight difference. You start leaning and you get more power through your punches, and yeah. it's hard to move a big guy like that. I've thought about that, too, because Stipe, Stipe runs around 230, 240. He was the, – the the last fight with Nganu, he came in light. Yeah, he's he's in the 220s. Yeah. And John Jones is only going to probably run around 220, 225. Yeah. I mean, he's going to add some weight, but I don't see him. He talked about he wants to get up to like 245. I, I just do not see. There's no way. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think 245 would work for his style. He'd have to have a whole new style. Yeah. I don't think he could be as dynamic if he put that much muscle on his body. Not in a year. Not unless I he just agree, wants yeah. to ragdoll and wrestle. If he wants to just to grapple, okay. But if you want to do those, those kicks and, and that footwork and that – off angle stuff. You're you're not gonna. He's not gonna move the same. You're not way. gonna put on put on thirty pounds of muscle and learn how to do that in a year, effectively no. against. No. I mean, yeah, he, he could beat like a nobody, you know, a journeyman, but he's not gonna beat. He's not gonna beat top five. He's not gonna beat Stipe. He ain't gonna beat yeah Ganya. He's not gonna beat them just by grabbing hold. I mean, so that is a big disparity, but. They accept it, and the hard part is, is Stipe won at the lighter weight. He's beat people the lighter weight. DC beat people at the lighter weight. DC yeah. could go, yeah, he would do light heavy, and yeah, he was the champion of both at the same time. So with a little help from a towel, but well, hey, it is what it is, right? You know, I have to sweat that shit off. You know, balls are heavy, man. <laughs> but uh, DC's got balls of steel, man. Yes, he does. Uh, so. You say that, yeah, man, it's 40 pounds, but it's heavyweights. Sometimes, and once you get to a certain point, the weight doesn't matter as much. And sometimes being heavier is actually detrimental, especially when you're laying on each other and you're yeah. trying to carry that guy's weight. And boxing, I understand them adding the extra weight class because that does make, you know, that kind of helps a little bit. Those lighter guys that, you know, can barely tip the scale to get into heavyweight fighting somebody like you know Tyson Fury that's so heavy because that's just all that's all boxing you know and stuff uh, and the big guys that their cardio nowadays their cardio is legit so I can kind of understand that because you got a guy who's six foot one 205 trying to fight Tyson Fury he's almost seven feet tall and 300 pounds I mean that's a big that's a difference. big difference yeah uh, I, I just think it would be fun to have a yeah, I, I think it'd be fun to have a a, a mid, another like a twenty a, something in the middle. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think it would be fun. I, I, honestly, I think it would be fun to have the weight class on the other end and have it like 255 and up. Well, and they, you, there is an ultra heavyweight. Yeah, but not in the UFC. Well, they used to, but there, there's nobody athletic enough to stay in it. They only had like <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar, yeah. Bob Sapp, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a great division. But Bob Sapp is a thousand years old. Yeah, right? it, I yeah, mean, I not in reality, but in fights. I mean, he's that a dude thousand. Is still, yeah, yeah. In, I mean, in fight fight years are a lot like dog years. People don't understand that dude is still fighting in Japan. <laughs> yeah, fight years are a lot like dog years. And poor Bob Sapp was fighting like every week. I mean, they oh, love him God. in Japan. So that dude, I mean, he's a he is literally an idol over there. So I he's mean, got one. I think he's made. I think he's one of the. The richest fighters over there, just based on his endorsements, yeah. because his face is on everything. Yeah. And he's done a couple movies. Yeah, uh, a lot. Some of these guys put him in movies and stuff, and he's been in a couple of them. I mean, he was in uh, what the remake of the uh, the replacements, not the replacements, uh, the Longest Yard. Yeah, he played the foosball. <laughs> yeah, we played the foosball. <laughs> you know, and he was in. He's been in a couple of Michael J. White movies. That's that's like uh, admiration because Michael Jai White loves him because yeah. that big dude, as big as he is, can move, and I think that's what the Japanese love him. Dude's three hundred plus pounds and can do the flips and and stuff. Well, and he can he's, do kickboxing. He's funny. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's he's got a yeah. genuinely good he's attitude. attitude. Yeah, he's yeah. got a good he's personality. Got, he's got a weird smile for a guy that's as <laughs> big as a gorilla. That dude is. He's I mean, got, literally, think about how big he is. He is a silverback gorilla. I mean, the dude is what six five six six three fifty. Yeah, he is a silverback gorilla. Three fifty with abs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Turtle shell abs, yeah. but still. But yeah, but think about it. he's he is a silverback gorilla. He is about the size of a fucking silverback gorilla. Yeah, and he then he'll just smile. He's got this big like, smile, and you're just, just like, like, what the fuck? It's just, I just want to hug you. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's like this you know. big dude with his big smile. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean, I got I I understand, but I don't. In the UFC <clears throat> mixed martial arts, I don't think there's really anybody heavy, heavy enough to make it competitive in that division. Yeah, you would have someone like Ngannou just control it. Bob Sapp, fifteen years ago, oh yeah. Takiyama, Brock, fifteen years ago. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar, fifteen years like years ago. Yeah, yeah. Be a good division. Now, I mean. But even 15 years ago, Butterbean was the king of the ultra-heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was the ultra-heavyweight he was winning in both boxing and MMA. And we were seeing that big dude throw a, throw a kick. That was funny. But, I mean, he won a few yeah, mixed martial arts fights. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it worked for him. I mean, he was just – he had a chin that just – chins – that you know, he could take he had a pounding. Multiple. Well, yeah, because they were never sure which chin he they needed to hit. Yeah. So He could take a beating. And he had no neck. He had I mean, no it's neck. It's just a head on shoulders. I loved listening to the Japanese announcers try to pronounce his fight, try to pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, they get into it. They, I mean, there, there's just a different, different style over there. That's the one thing about that I like about Bellator is they got the crazy pride mm-hmm. chick to do all the ring intros. Yeah, that that's that's the, one of the best things about Bellator is they kept her. Yeah, Bell, Bellator's they've got some. Decent fighters. I got some up-and-coming fighters. I mean... Since they went to Showtime, I mean, that's just the weird thing, right? They yeah. went to a premium channel that you got to pay for. Yeah, you got to pay for to, to watch even their just their regular fights. Yeah. And, ES, and 
uh, UFC is still putting on free shows on ESPN and ESPN Plus. So I, it helped Bellator in one aspect because Showtime is the, the worldwide leader in fight yeah. sports or whatever. So they want more to call people it. probably see Bellator, but a lot of people are like, man, I'm not paying ordering Showtime just to watch your fights. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get that. I think you can get streaming for probably. 10, 15 bucks a month if you stream Showtime and you ain't worried about if you don't have cable, you can stream it. But again, it's another Thing channel to you got to pay for. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's well, interesting. And, and, you know, so you'd have to pay the 15, 20 bucks a month and then you st- they still do their pay-per-views. I mean, so then you're still paying, you're paying more for money for too, the pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and you know, talking about having to buy extra channels, I am so pissed off at Paramount, I can't see straight because they put SEAL Team oh. on the Paramount Plus streaming. Yeah. They took it off of regular TV, yeah. CBS regular TV. That was one of the best shows on TV, and they well, put it they, on pay only. They they put, I mean, you got a handful of those guys, and, the, the, and they were smart, and they hired real Navy SEALs to do the choreography and the training and be on site help yeah. and what Tyler Gray's in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got like legit dudes in this yeah. doing, working on it, telling them how to do stuff and you got one in it. Yep. And it, it's a great cast. I mean, yeah. you got David Boreanaz, you yeah. got, you know, all TJ, TJ Tyne, you got all, you know, all those guys. It's a great cast. I'm just so, I'm so mad that they moved it to a. We're, yeah, we're, we're dropping. As of tom- as of Monday, I'm dropping because we have Directv, which is Omega AT and T. Yeah, I'm dropping it because we're just we're at that point to where we watch like five channels, and they inform me that the price is going up again. It's like nah, nah. We watch five channels. I'm not gonna pay more money. And every time you raise my price, you take away a channel. So yeah, I'm not sure how this works. I'm paying you more money, and you take away channels. And then you got to pay, oh, well, if you want that channel back, it's only another $75 a month. It, yeah. You have to go up to the Ultimate Supreme mm-hmm. package. Yeah. They, they sent me word that some of the couple of the channels, the couple of channels we do watch might go off of the package we're on that's going up again. Then I might have to go to their, yeah, their highest level package to keep them. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. We're done. We'll just get it, you know, get a couple of streaming things and we're good. Now that we we finally got good internet out there, yeah. like finally, um, so we've been enjoying, and it's unlimited. Mm-hmm. Like we used to have, we used to have AT and T, and it was you know we only got I think fifty yeah. gig a month or whatever, and it was ridiculously expensive. We finally got good free, not free, but high speed unlimited, <laughs> and it's like so. This is what like civilized yeah. people live like, you know. We sit in front of our TV and we stream shit. It's like yeah, we we have uh, Xfinity locally and yeah that's nice i jumped up our package with them and because of that they sent us a free uh we had an old ruku and then they sent us a new theirs and we get like the peacock network for free just because we're we've been with xfinity for so many years they gave us the peacock network for free nice. and my wife's like oh there's all kinds of tv shows on here we can watch whatever it's like yeah so yeah i mean right now if my tv's on a lot of times it's the one just for noise because yeah. I'm doing something else. Back I'm writing, I'm talking to my wife, where I'm playing with the dog, um, doing something else. The TV's most of the time on just for noise, unless I'm watching the fights. You know, and then it's like everybody be quiet. Yep. I'm watching the fights. We're watching the fights. Be quiet. Well, what is he doing there? Quit talking. 
I'm trying to watch this. I can't explain to you what I'm watching. <laughs> well, who's winning this fight? Well, it's not the guy you think. Yeah. Um, so, do you, uh, you hear City Kickboxing's thinking about moving out of New Zealand? Yeah, they're uh, over. Well, they're, they're not thinking they are. They're over the lockdown. Yeah. They're, they literally they can't cannot train. travel. They can't train. They can't travel. Uh, so, that, here yeah, in, that, that whole team is thinking about moving. Yeah, they're, they're going to move. Well, you've already got Israel living in Vegas. Because mm-hmm. he can't go back home. He literally, if he goes back to New Zealand, he can't come back out of New Zealand to fight. And he can't train with his teammates. So he's like, I'm apparently living in Vegas now. I'm living in Nevada. I mean, that's what a lot of them have started to. Uh, you've got, right now, New Zealand and Australia have the worst lockdowns. And now Austria just went into, yeah, you have to have lockdown. papers or you can't be out of your house. Germany said they might do that. And it's like, we've, we've seen these, can we see your papers before happen? Before. Yeah. And that's where we're going. And you had New York, the, 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 the replacement governor of the great state of New York, since Cuomo had to resign over being touchy-feely. You know how we feel about that. Uh, she announced that she was put in a state of emergency on New York until January on the new variant of... Uh, COVID, even though there's not a single case has appeared in New York. Yeah, I don't think, is there even a case in America yet? They're all in South Africa right now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, the, 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 actually the funny thing is most of the cases they found are the doctor and the doctor who discovered it and the, and the patients that doctor treated. That's who has it. Yeah. That's like the biggest section. So it's like, huh. So the doctor who discovered it is the one spreading it. Imagine that. Funny and, how that works. Yeah, so... Yeah, their people are freaking out, and again, it's, hey, look at this. It's a new variant. We're going to have a different variant every month. It's going to be like the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> it's the, yes, the variant of the Month Club. club. You've seen the meme of yeah. Clark Griswold. Yeah. He's like, what is it, Clark? It's the variant of the Month, month club. club. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, COVID is dangerous, but again, it's, it's like every month they're getting people hyped up and freaked out. It's like, instead of, and they, instead of talking about stuff that can help you, Exercise, sunlight, eating healthy. It's yeah. get a shot and hide. No, because apparently that shot isn't foolproof either. And they keep leaving out the fact that sunshine, healthy diet, and exercise. Vitamin D, yeah. zinc, vitamin C, being healthy, not eating a bunch of crap. Yeah, and right? not eating a lot of processed foods. So they, there was this big, big article I read last week about it. That one of the countries that's the least vaccinated but has the fewest cases world of nation, you know, the nationwide is the countries of Africa. And they're like they're only at like six percent vaccination for the population, but they have the pretty much the lowest per capita infections. It's like okay, sunlight. They don't eat a lot of processed crap like the rest, like Europe and America and stuff. They're not eating this packaged crap that we yeah. are, and. They have a different diet and a different culture. They're probably a lot, overall, probably a lot healthier than we are. I mean, so, and they're probably not dying of obesity. Yeah. So it's, uh, maybe that, maybe we should take a clue from them. They're like, they don't know how to explain it. Well, early on, you said sunlight kills it. So, yeah. You got a country that has a whole lot of sunlight. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you know, and, and all of the data that I've seen, and granted, it's, it's preliminary, right? Yeah. But all of the data that I've seen about Omicron is, yes, it's more transmissible than Delta. Okay, fine. But the, 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 the effects of it are mild body yeah. aches and I and think like a runny nose yeah, or something it's, like it's, that. Yeah, it's, it's, they're like, yeah, people who've been vaccinated can get it, but it's not on you know, no level. It's like it's bottoming out. It's like it's now you're just getting basically a really bad cold for a day. If you show any, any symptoms, symptoms at all, because a lot, yeah. a lot of the folks who have it, yeah. who have Are, contracted yeah. it, they don't even have any, any symptoms. symptoms. And that's what, and we're not, and just so you understand, we're yeah. not, we're not COVID. I mean, I've been vaccinated. I'm, I'm vaccinated. So, and Scott's had COVID. So yeah, we're, we're not, we're not bashing or conspiracy, con, you know, being conspiracy theories. We, I've, I've been vaccinated and Scott's had it. So Yep. We're, we're talking from our personal, from what we believe in our personal idea and from reading, you know, I like, I enjoy reading these articles because it's, you know, and I like seeing people scratch, these people who are supposed to be experts scratch their heads like they're shocked at, you know, a country with a lot of sunlight has fewer cases. Florida has fewer cases. Again, that's a lot of sunlight down there, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, you know, the, it's the people who are out and about. The, the states and in our country, the states that are open and people are out and about have the le- have the least cases because I think they're out in the sunlight. They're out doing stuff. Well, they're out yeah, exercising, having time. Yeah. You want to get sick? Stay, stay in your house. Stay nervous. Stay anxious. And your, your immunity system goes through the floor if you're always depressed and nervous and you're hiding in the dark. Yeah, there you go. I, I read a, uh, I read a, and, and <clears throat> you, good bringing this up, Jerry. I read a very interesting study last week, and they were talking about the the comorbidities for uh, for COVID, and of course, you know, the n- number one comorbidity is obesity. Yeah. Right. O- obesity slash diabetes. Right. Yeah. Kind of metabolic issues. The second greatest comorbidity was um they 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 termed it diseases of diseases of fear yeah. right so anxiety fear depression right those all sap your immune system as well so you to your point about you know stay inside and stay scared right don't exercise stay nervous stay scared right Th- those are the two greatest comorbidities for covid there was uh, a movie it was a small independent movie probably 10 years ago, eight, 10 years ago I watched. And it was, had nothing to do with COVID, but it's that, that idea that movie popped in my head because they had a dirty bomb attack in a big city. So this, these people were panicking. Well, this guy, he has a, you know, a movie was around a husband and a wife. Well, the husband taped the house up, duct taped the windows, duct taped the door, sealed everything. Well, his wife had been out and about when it happened and he wouldn't let her in the house. Oh, well, wow. I can't. I can't let you in. You're, con- you know, you're contaminated. contaminated. And he finally, he finally let her into a bedroom from outside. She had to crawl through the window, but he ducked. He taped the door shut, and so there was no to kind of seal her in and seal seal them apart. And it was funny because she was like, "I'm not sick. You need to let me in." And he was like, "Oh no, no, no." 
So he was panicking, and she was like, I don't think it's as bad as you think. And then at the end when the military shows up and the CDC or whatever and FEMA, they took her and said, you'll be fine. But because he sealed himself up in the house, he sealed himself up with the stuff, and now he's going to die. Oh, wow. They're like, yeah, you're the one who has it because you, you panicked and you freaked out and you sealed yourself in because basically once they hit the sun and yeah. for, for breathing fresh air, it really wasn't that bad. It was, you know, the people who went and hid in these, their houses and kind of locked themselves down as the ones who got sick. That's, that's what you're seeing now. That's these, kind of prescient, yeah. These states where people are hiding are the ones who are getting the worst cases. And it's like, then they're like, I don't understand how Florida and Texas aren't having any, having any problems. This don't make no sense. Okay, well, they're out and about and enjoying their life. And I'll tell you what, being happy and getting exercise and some sunlight keeps you alive. Hiding in your apartment in the dark, eating junk food, and being scared of everything and being depressed. And I mean, we got Christmas coming up. And you got people in these in some of these states you see on social media all the time. They're not working because it's the you know they don't shut them down again, or they're not working as much, and they don't know how they're going to take care of their kids. They can't see some people can't see their children or yeah. their grandchildren only through you know the phone or you know on uh, Zoom or something, and they don't, and it's like they're not putting that together. It's like oh you for Thanksgiving. You, you shouldn't allow people to come to your house unless they've been tested. I mean, watching some of the stuff where you should serve them or appetizers in your garage until they get their rapid test back. Oh, that was insane. You should require them to take that a rapid test in your garage or outside outside yeah. your house before they can come in. Well, you can have a progressive dinner. It starts in the garage yeah. and everybody gets tested. a glass of wine in their test and then they can come in your house. Oh, Once they clear. That was... That was un. I couldn't. I saw that on TV, and I could not believe yeah. that that was actually like something that they were. But I mean, the same token here in our country, here in America, it's well. Do you really need a turkey? If you can't, I mean, inflation is yeah. kind of high, but you can do without a turkey for Thanksgiving, right? Or maybe charge your guests ten dollars a piece to show Have an up. Italian feast, and if yeah. if people don't want to come because you're not serving turkey, that's a great way to cut costs as well. Yeah, yeah. If they if they agree, and if people don't want to be tested, well, then again, you can save money there if they want to if they want to agree on the on the test. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> wow, this is getting weird, man. Well, I mean, so the you know. Viruses do what viruses do, yeah. right? They mutate. That's what viruses do. But being scared doesn't help us. Well, the, 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 here's the thing, though. If you look at, and this, this can all change, right? Because you, you, you have the Spanish flu, you have that kind of thing. But in general. But they were on a, lot, on a lot less healthy back then, too, when the true. Spanish flu crushed through, man. But in general, when viruses mutate, they tend to mutate to where they are more transmissible but less deadly. Because if the virus kills the host, it can't replicate. And the a virus's job is to replicate. Yeah. And, you know, if... if Symbiotes, it has to live in symbiosis. Yeah. If it, if, like, parasites. Par parasites need to live in their host so they keep their host alive. If they went in their host and killed the host they would die too 
Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, a virus is just a at place. least long at least long enough for, to reproduce. Yeah, a virus is just doing the same thing. And if they kill off, if they are lethal, the virus dies too. Yeah, it 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 can't uh, it can't fulfill its genetic imperative. So and and you know we're getting to the point where it's it's going to be like the flu shot. Yeah. Right. I mean, the You're flu gonna, shot is a is a cocktail of various, you know, weakened adenoviruses for what the CDC thinks are going to be the prevalent strains yeah. of flu that year. That's why people, after they get the flu shot, still get the flu, right? Because it's a different version. Some other version comes along, and they're not inoculated for it that year, yeah. right? I mean, the the thing is. It's coronavirus is a novel coronavirus. We've never seen a virus like it before. Now we can talk about the reasons why on another podcast. It's a whole other thing yeah. that'll probably get us demonetized, but whatever. Um, but you know, it's that's why it was so rough the first you know the first yeah. couple times around is because you know the the human immune system had to catch up, right? And it was particularly hard on people who were already compromised. That comes back to what Jerry's talking about, being healthy, having a good diet, getting outside, right? I, I'm i 45 years old. I got coronavirus. I got, I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was Delta. I got Delta. It sucked. But, you know, I consider myself to be relatively healthy. So I got, you know, I got through it. Yeah, I mean that's it, it tends to it tends to be people with other issues. Yes, they're like, oh well, this young person died of it. Okay, did they have something else? I yeah. think the number the last time I looked at the numbers for the like nine hundred kids, I think it's like nine, no ninety kids who have died. All but five of them had something else. They had cancer. Mm-hmm. They had um, another like a, another metabolic yeah. disease that. Probably would have killed them had coronavirus. Not. I think it was a total of five that were just like out of the blue. I mean, my, my birth father died of COVID. Um, so, I mean, he died from complications of COVID. He had already had a heart issue um, uh, and a kidney issue. He got COVID on top of those issues because he was already in the hospital for heart issues. And then he caught COVID and that kind of sped along the process. So I mean we're I'm not we're not just blowing smoke up your ass. I mean like I said I've been vaccinated. I'm fine. I'm fine with you getting it or you're not. You know, vaccine. I got it. I get my vaccines. It's kind of um okay. You know, believe in science, but I'm not gonna tell someone they have to get it. That's not cool, man. Vaccine. I got it. We're cool. If you don't want to get it, it's up to you. I mean it's actually to me he. In reality, if I have a vaccine, I shouldn't be as worried about the guy who doesn't. Because if if they're saying now that even if I'm vaccinated, I can still possibly pass it on, it's the unvaccinated, you know, they're at risk, not me. So if he's unvaccinated, it doesn't bother me. If she's unvaccinated, it doesn't bother me. Because it's they're, take, they're taking a choice. They're having a choice of what they want to do. And if they want to take that risk, that's up to them. I mean, people take risks all the time. And it's funny, we're, we're politicizing this risk, but yet people are doing stuff all the time that are risky, and we don't politicize it as much, or we attack people for politicizing it. When, you know, you know 
people shoot, you know, share needles and you know, <laughs> doing, you know, intravenous drugs. And you have the same people attacking us and attacking people for not wanting getting a, a, a vaccine that they're not sure about calling them monsters or murderers or then saying, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal if they share needles. We just need to, you know, give them tents to do these drugs in and we need to give them clean needles. Okay, so, you know, it's okay if these people take their lives and their own, you know, take, risk their lives every time they stick a needle in a vein. That's acceptable, but someone who decides, you know what, I don't want you to stick that needle in my body, that's a problem. Yeah. It's like we've, we've decided, again, teams. Everybody wants yeah. to be on the team. And then you got people in the middle that are like, dude, I got the vaccine, but I don't think you should have to. You got that, that middle group that are like, do, what, do your own thing, man. Yeah, and, and you know, I've yeah, I, I've had this opinion for quite a while. We've got vaccines, which are great. We've got treatments, you know, whether um, we have ways of treating it. You know, we've got monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. We've got the the new uh, treatments that Merck and yeah, the um, pills, the, and the stuff. pills that are coming out, Molnupiravir, and you know, th- there are some other ways that you can treat around the the virus and and now it's gotten to the point where everybody's got to do what they think is right for themselves and their family and even pfizer's like now that they have this virus you know and the setup of it they can now even if it mutates they're positive within 100 days they can have a vaccine yeah for any variation that comes along so they're like now that we have it in the beginning it was novel brand new didn't know what to do our bodies weren't exposed to it you know we have to build up our immunity uh now they have this so even if it varies a little bit they still have the base form yeah and so they can still build off of it. so it's like dude we're we're, we're no no more, more worse off than we were with the flu the pneumonia and everything else yeah well and you know we've got to we got to treat each other with kindness yeah right I mean, because yeah. and that's the thing and respect it, yeah treat each other with kindness and respect you know kind of Regardless of what the the opinion is, unless people have COVID and they're going around kissing people and trying to spread it, those people are all crazy and stupid. But um, it, yeah, that was a thing in the beginning of this. I don't. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember th- there was Chick- there was some chicken pox parties. Yeah, there was some stupidity going on. But you yeah. know, try to try to treat everybody with some kindness. You know, I mean, Jerry mentioned that you know I had COVID. You know, I I was allergic to all my childhood vaccinations. So, like, I don't know if I can take, if I could have taken the, the vaccine or not. So, you know, I got, I ended up getting it, which is fine. But everybody's got their own reasons. So yeah. just, just try to be reasonable and treat each other with kindness just it, because. It's become, it became political in yeah, our country. It's, it's become political. And it's funny, you look at, you look at tweets, the same people that a couple years ago when we had one, one administration in office it was, I will never get that shot. I don't trust this. Are the same people same now shot. saying you should go to jail if you don't get the shot? Yeah. It's like, and, wait a minute. And it's still the same. It's still the same pharmaceutical companies making the exact same vaccine. But just because it's a different party in, in control, now it's whether you should or shouldn't believe it. And, you know, and it's the both ways because you have the people that are like, everybody, you know, should get this vaccine. As soon as administration changes, I'm not getting the vaccine. Okay, so what only thing changes in administration? The vaccine is still the same. Mm-hmm. So it should, and for me, it's it still be should be your choice. 
Yeah. It's it's up to you whether you want to do it. It's like any other vaccine. Just because because somebody chooses to get the vaccine doesn't mean they're a sheep and, you know, they're, they're... knowingly because there's factors i mean yeah there's fa- and just because somebody doesn't get it doesn't mean that they're trying to spread it and they want everybody to die i have i mean i got it because i have uh uh lyme's disease and so i got it because i have a pre you know i have a precondition that could put me a little bit um my immunity is not what it used to be so i i went ahead and took the vaccine it's like okay you know i'll get it and i'm gonna have to get the booster because the funny thing is, it's like my immunity is even worse to some things. Like I keep getting cold, so I'm probably have to get the booster. But uh, but I, I took that in consideration. I have a I have a condition that as long as I eat healthy, exercise, I keep it under control for the most part. But because I'm compromised a, a little bit, hey, you know what? Let me go and get this shot. You know, it's not you know. It's enough to where I think I'll be okay. I'll get the shot, and I took it. I had zero side effects. Good to go. I, have to, I mean, I had the injection spot a little sore, but that's from almost every vaccine. You mean no, no a, magnet didn't no, stick to no, it, or no, you know, the RFID yeah. scanner get, didn't go off? I don't get Wi-Fi or, or anything as I yeah. walk around. I get kind of disappointed. Don't get free Wi-Fi, but I didn't turn into a zombie. I don't have any cool powers, but, you know. You are adorable, though. Thank you. God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Jerry, um, Coach God, no. we, we, Jerry and I, my, 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 minor detour. Jerry and I had a had a text conversation uh, over the weekend, and we were talking about coming in, you know, to to the gym Sunday morning and and getting our drill on. And he said something about, yeah, you can work on your takedowns. And I made a comment about, yeah, he can work on his guillotine defense and. You know, we kind of, we, we, we kind of, it was another one of those of our wives that seen what we were saying yeah. to each other. It would have been, how are you guys friends? Yeah. But uh, I said something about, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I just chalk it up to, uh, I meant to say you're good coaching, but it came out God coaching. And immediately I was like, good, good coaching. Shit, that's going to go right to your head. And Jerry responded with, I accept the title of God. Yeah. I enjoy that moniker. So now <laughs> so, it is I am the God coach. Yes, he's the God coach. <clears throat> and he's adorable. Yep. So I'm adorable just 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 you know. So that was a hell of a detour, Jerry. Well uh, well, but again, we do what we want. We it's, do what we want. Again, at the end of the day, do what you, do what you want. Yep. Do what makes you happy. And try to be kind to other people yep. and, and understand understand that just because their choices are different than yours doesn't mean that they're bad, evil, or ignorant. They just have a different assertion of risk and yeah. different you know reasons for doing what they're doing and they could have like scott said they could have a reason not to get the vaccine because they could be allergic to stuff in it yep and we've had there's not, it's not a Rogers. huge yeah i mean that yeah. was the whole reason yeah. he didn't get it was because he's allergic to propylene glycol and it yeah. says in the the literature do not take this yeah. vaccine if you're allergic to uh, ethylene glycol and people just they they overlook the fact that there is things in it because they've had a few people die of uh, allergies and you know that they've had an aller- allergic reaction to something in it and it's you know it's no it's not a large amount but still people die so you gotta you gotta give people the benefit of like well they're possibly allergic to something in that medicine they ha- you know so give let people you know if you're not comfortable being around them, that's up to you. But don't be a dick about it. Yeah. 
Don't, I mean, that, that that seems to always be the our, our punchline here is just don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah. Exactly. All right, man. You got anything else? Nah, man. That was a, that was an interesting detour. Yeah, that was a strange one, but it, it's all good. Like I said, we do what we do. That was like part rant and part public service announcement. So. Yeah. All right, we will be right back after this word from episode 11 special guest Matt Warner and his novel Empire of the Goddess. We'll be right back. My name is Thomas Dillon. You may know me as the man who supposedly killed his own son to collect insurance money. The truth is my little boy, Walter, was abducted by a religious cult. They took him to a parallel world, to an America run by religious fanatics and plagued by disease. I know because I've been there, and I found my son. It's a place of magic and malice and ignorance, where faith healing is medical care and government enforcers dress like clansmen. Now, I know I sound crazy, like this is the plot of a dystopian dark fantasy novel that would appeal to fans of Neil Gaiman. And indeed, that's how I had to get my story out, by teaming up with writer Matthew Warner. He published my first-person account as a novel called Empire of the Goddess. Publishers Weekly called it quick-paced and intriguing. Can you believe that? But he let me record the audiobook, because only I can tell you my story. And it's gonna blow your mind. Look for it on Amazon and at MatthewWarner.com. Empire of the Goddess. And we're back. All right, so for Jiu-Jitsu Corner today, um, I stumbled across a an article on uh, BJJ World. We'll link to it in the, uh, the show notes. And the, the punchline of this story was a guy and his wife were walking. They were on vacation in South America, I believe. And a guy came up to them with a knife and said, hey, money, money, money. You know, the, the dude said that uh, the mugger looked very nervous like it was his first time around, you know, doing this. And so he and his wife, now he was a jiu-jitsu practitioner. His wife was not. Um, and, you know, they stayed really cool. They gave him, you know, some cash. I think they gave him their watches and, like, his cell phone. And the guy ran off, right? So... No, no, uh, nobody got hurt. You know, he, they were short, short some money and a couple of watches, but then, you know, the wife started making some comments about, you know, Hey, you know, we spend all that money on jujitsu and, you know, we got mugged anyway. And yeah, she, she made some comment about, uh, you know, your, uh, I know your muscles are just ornamental and I know that BJJ isn't really for self-defense and it's just for fun and, you know, so, so he came on to uh, some of the social medias to, you know, say, hey, did I do the right thing? And, of course, the guy caught flack for his wife. And, you know, he said, you know, my wife's not toxic. You know, she understands that I made the right choice. You know, okay, so th- this this article kind of yes, irked yeah. me on a couple of different levels. And, yeah. and I've been thinking about about some of this in another vein. But first of all... Your wife punching your man card for like managing to you know, coolly get you out of a mugging and then being irritated or, or making these kind of comments, dude, that's just not right. I mean, that's not cool. But yeah, I mean, he, what happens if he fucks up, gets killed? 
Exactly. Then what? Or he gets stabbed, he gets hurt. Then we're, you, know, you think this dude's not going to kill you next or do worse things to, to the wife? He mitigated circumstances. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm out a few bucks and a watch, and everybody's safe, and we walk away from this. Okay, cool. Yep. And he, later on down in the article, you know, he added some edits afterwards. He said, you know, my wife understands, and, you know, she agrees that I, should, that I shouldn't have confronted him. You know, if all the dude wanted was money, mm-hmm. give, I mean, you know, knife, gun, right? If you're getting mugged, if you're getting strong-arm robbery, give them what they want until they want something that you're not willing to give up. Yeah. Right. I mean, if it was give me all your money. Oh, now you're well, give me your wife's coming with me, too. Yeah, that's a little different situation. Right. But, you know, so the, the, the chick punching her husband's man card, that's not cool. Right. That, that's totally not cool. But the, the thing that um, the thing that tied this in was I've been seeing a lot of argument on um, and, and you see it all the time on instant on social media about um jiu-jitsu is not good for self-defense jiu-jitsu is not made for multiple attackers jiu-jitsu's right and and it's been bothering me um so first of all when it comes to the multiple attackers thing you could maybe make an argument that that krav that that our, our krav maga brothers that yeah they train for multiple attackers okay fine the only there are only two martial techniques i'll call them that work against multiple attackers running away or gun food yeah those are the only two that are going to like be guaranteed to be effective against multiple attackers people watch either run movies. away yeah and and that's the next thing and crowd maga most of their defenses against multiple attackers are kicks to the balls and gouging people to the eyes, eyes. yeah it's not like they're doing these, these these fancy techniques. They're literally groin strikes and eye attacks to like at least stun one or two of the attackers to then be able to concentrate on one. They're not doing these fancy techniques. They're literally just trying to kick someone in the in the groin and poking them in the eye. I mean, it's more of a three stooges yeah. style fight you know three stooge foo yeah i mean okay so you just is not for multiple attackers not if you go to the ground it's not but at no point in any fight outside of the gym or after you jujitsu am i going to go to an arm bar self-defense everybody that's the thing everybody just sees sees people doing jujitsu at a tournament oh yes. like, you can't use that for for self-defense i tell you what yeah i'm not gonna lay down and say coming to my guard i'm not gonna lay down and try to knee bar you i'm not gonna lay down and try to to do uh other stuffs we have throws we have grabs we have takedowns and a lot of our takedowns are to create distance one of my favorite takedowns you know is literally i put the guy down and i can either control him or i can walk away i mean there's people forget about the throws and the controls and the defense that jujitsu has as a base all people, most people think of is, well, the two dudes on the ground rolling around. And, and I think that's where there's a, um, not a misconception, but people are forgetting. Intentional misleading. Yes. Because then these same people who say, jiu-jitsu is not for self-defense, you should come take karate. You should come take my form. Mm-hmm. My form is better. 
I yep. developed a new style. It works better. I developed a street legal, yeah. street lethal style. I have a street, yeah. That crap. People, if you want to look at self at jujitsu from a self defense standpoint, what everybody needs to remember is that Brazilian jujitsu and traditional Gracie jujitsu mm -hmm. are very, very different. Original yeah. Gracie jujitsu. The, I've got the black, what we call the black book, right? Yeah. I've got the book here, and it's it's Gracie Jiu-Jitsu by Elio Gracie. And I'm just randomly flipping through the pages. The self-defense techniques in the, that, that we are taught as a, a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu school, as Gracie self-defense, none of these techniques go to the ground. Yeah, it's it's all throws. They are all standing, standing defenses because you do not want to end up on the ground with an opponent. Okay, the next argument that I've that I've I've heard in this whole thing is, it, it's kind of like the kids' class, right? What if they have a knife? What if they're all ninjas? What if they have a tiger, right? Okay, fine. You go to the back of the book. What's in the back of the book? What's knife. the brown belt and the purple belt test? Knife, Knives, weapons, sticks. Chairs. Chairs. There's some stupid gun stuff in here, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, guns, gun stuff. Gun stuff, yeah. Knife, knife stuff is a whole different level, because i tell you what. If you're playing with knives, you're going to get cut. Yeah, That's this, the end this, of the story. If you've watched one too many movies where these dudes disarm somebody with a knife and do all this fancy stuff... Or you see these self-defense gurus who take knives from somebody and use it against them and all that. Most of that is crap. We have a FMA instructor here. We've had him on our show. He is legit good with this stuff. I can still stab him when we do drills, and I'm a nobody. He's, he's our instructor, and I'll still stick him because it comes down to I know I'm going to get cut. I'm willing to sacrifice he used to get frustrated because I would let him, I would sacrifice my left hand to grab onto his blade so I could get a get the kill shot, the lethal shot with my blade. And he's like, most people wouldn't think about this. Like, well, my hand can get repaired. You're dead. I yeah. win. And this idea, and even when we were going back and forth against, you know, first beginning of training, we'd hit each other. Almost every time we you were getting touched. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, there you go. I mean, you're going to get touched because if I'm in range to stab you, guess what? You're in range to stab me. Yeah. And this ain't this ain't a movie. This ain't this isn't Lord of the Rings ninja stuff where these dudes are doing all these amazing backflips and swinging stuff. This ain't Crouching Tiger hitting Hidden dagger, dragon, or whatever, yeah. whatever movie is. <laughs> we're we're not doing Japanese or Chinese wirefighting. Yeah, we're not. And that this isn't a Steven Seagal movie where he's magically able to defend blades coming at him. You're going to get stabbed. You're going to get cut. And the idea of her husband being unarmed in an unknown location with a guy with a knife and his wife there. It's, he has to protect her. And if at the end of the day, avoiding the fight to protect his wife was the best bet. I'd, I'd give him my wallet and a heartbeat if that's what it took. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a cheap way to get out of it. Oh, there you go. I can replace my credit cards. I can replace the money. Yep. And it my wife walks away healthy. Because if you mess around and mess up and get stabbed... Now you can't protect your wife. Yeah, in South America. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. And is there more people? And and think about and and look at it this way: you're in South America, you're a tourist. If you somehow hurt this guy, 
What's the local officials going to say? Yeah. Is it self-defense? Or is it a fight between two men? You don't speak the language very well. He says, oh, well, we had an altercation. He called me something. Two men fighting. Are you going to go to jail? Hmm? Is it going to cost you more? There was a there was a great comment on uh, on the Facebook post that was under this, and one dude said he he was uh, he was probably looking like a gringo doing gringo shit in yeah. a in another country. Yeah. So yeah. you know he was probably like saying basically big flashing sign rob Robbie. me, yeah. right? I um, mean it's it's think about you know all all the things. Pay attention to where you are. Five and twenty five. Five and twenty five. He was probably standing there laughing and joking with his wife. Looking around at the scenes, and this dude's like easy pickings. And the fact that he just walked up said money. He's probably robbed many a gringo. It's kind of probably his forte. So, and if he wanted to hurt him, he would have walked up and stabbed the dude. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I have a knife. Give me your money. Let's not make this go any further. And because that's an intimidation weapon. Now, like Scott said, if the guy would have advanced to the point to where I think he's going to harm my wife, then, it, the, then it the, escalates the math to the net. different. Yeah. yeah, but me losing a watch, a ring, a wallet, really doesn't hurt. It, it again, we talk about in here. Walk away from a fight. I don't care the shit you talk. I don't need to fight. Even if I know one hundred percent, I can take you down. I can do whatever I want with you. Why? Why? What does that mean? Yeah. Hey, man. Cool. Yeah, man, you have a good day. Yeah, cool. Yep, say whatever you want. Yep, 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 you win. You're badass. And at that point, why does this guy have to flex his jujitsu with the dude with a knife? Because still in jujitsu, you have to make contact. This ain't chi fighting. <laughs> yeah. We have to get a grip, and that dude's got a knife. And there's not but so many. The idea of me reaching unarmed towards a dude with a knife to get a hold of a wrist. <laughs> Yeah, Even if I'm trying to get a hold of the wrist with the knife, I still have to reach for it. So we have to close distance. distance. This ain't chief fighting. Somebody's gonna get cut. I mean, the stuff you see in movies are not real. Well, and that's the other. That's the other point. And we've talked about this multiple times, but you know, I'll bring it up again. Nine times out of ten, the altercation that you get in with somebody else is not going to be a back alley kumite between two trained fighters, right? It's going to be the drunk guy. It's going to be the belligerent guy. It's going to be, you know, the the guy who has watched too many kung fu movies, right? So, you know, the the argument about what style is better for self-defense than another style and jiu-jitsu sucks because of this or Krav Maga sucks what, because of that. The, you know what? Go train because anything's, anything's better, than nothing. better than nothing. But the, but the idea that partially jiu-jitsu, but, but he's jiu-jitsu doesn't work. Really? 90 some percent of all fights end up on the ground within about 10 seconds. I mean, literally every, almost every fight I've ever seen where two guys get into it, whatever, some dude gets a headlock and they go to the ground. That's it. They throw a punch or two, someone gets a headlock, and, and they're they, on the ground. They go to the ground. And that's it. And then the dude who can't get out of the headlock loses because he can't don't know how to get out of a headlock. And he gets his face pounded in. Yeah. That's that's they go to the ground. Jujitsu? Okay, I know how to get out of a headlock. Yeah. Well, and the, and the that's the I'll other let thing. let you get me in a headlock because <laughs> right. then there's so many counters to the headlock, you're going for a ride. Well, and that's the Sidewalk slam. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing about the book, right? If you look at 
and, and I keep coming back to the book, but this is the heart of, of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, right? It is based on the mo- the techniques are based on the most common things that yeah. an untrained attacker will do. do. It's it's the haymaker. It's yeah. the headlock. It's the bulldog choke. And it's I, the can opener. I tell you right now, there uh, Scott sent it to me, and I and it's going around. This gentleman putting out uh, different. You know, he's like, you don't want to fight the guy if he does this. And oh, that's all hilarious. This, and it was you know. If he, you know, gets in this stance, or if his ears look like that, or if he does this, because you're about to have a bad day, and it's just like he was running down a list of, and all of them are like just different styles, but it's all against an un, untrained fighter. And no, as a jujitsu practitioner, I encourage we we in here spar, we we do striking. We we need to get back into doing it more more often. But we, you know, learn a basic boxing, learn a little bit of kicking. You know, learn some basic Muay Thai strikes. Teep. I mean, yeah. learning a teep kick is not that hard. And if you kick, if you learn how to throw a good lower leg kick, and you land a good solid leg kick to somebody who does not know what to do, they're going to end up laying down yep. because you just kick their leg out from under them. Especially if they have no idea of balance and they have, they're they're somebody in a, especially imagine kicking a drunk in his leg. Yeah. He's going to fall down and not be able to get back up, and they're not going to. They're like, "What? What just happened?" And the fight's over with a leg kick. Yep. So, well, and, and if if you you know you know if, if you kick the leg enough times, right, they're not going to be stepping. And yeah. if you ain't stepping, stepping you ain't punching. punching. Yeah. And if you have no power on the on the foot, you're really not throwing that hard of a punch anyway. You throw your punch from your hips, not from your shoulders. And if you're throwing, a, if I'm, I'm seeing you throw punches from your shoulders. Okay, I'm just yeah, gonna close. I'm, really I'm gonna close the distance and grab a hold of you, and we're going for a ride. Yeah. But no, and our coach here, all of our coaches are. You need to know at least enough striking to close the distance. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't throw a punch, you need to understand striking to be able to close the distance to finish, to get the, to you know get the throw or get control. So you need to understand it. And we learn stuff in here where the opponent's throwing punches, and you have to move in. And yep. we'll put the gloves on, and they'll start swinging, and it's like you need to be able to take that shot. And, uh, you know, our coach you is proud of saying yep. everybody should get punched in the face so they understand it's not that bad. Yeah, you can get knocked out, but most of the time if you're taking a shot off your face, people panic. It's harder to knock somebody out than, you than, think. than people think. I mean, bo- there's boxers who go their careers are never being knocked out. I mean, yeah, t- getting a t- getting getting a technical a loss knockout, by TKO is different than being but people don't knocked but out. people don't know what a TKO is. They think that's a knockout. No, a TKO is knockout. TKO is when you're so wobbly on your feet that you can't answer the bell intent, that you cannot show the referee that you're good enough to get to defend yourself. He's not gonna allow you to continue to fight because he's afraid you're gonna get hurt. So. TKO comes from the basically a referee stoppage. Yeah, you're you're no longer defending yourself to my uh, and t- you know to what I feel is safe. So I'm going to stop the fight here. That's what TKOs are. You're not unconscious most of the time. These guys, you get TKOs in the UFC because the guy stops defending himself, mm-hmm. or he gets wobbled, hits the mat, and the guy jumps in and lands one or two hammer shots, yep. and the referee's like, "All right, Un- unanswered, undefended. I don't want to. I don't want this to go." And the guy jumps right back and he's like, man, I'm fine. And a lot of times, yeah. yeah. They got wobbled, they hit the mat, 
they hit took a shot or two, and they're like, dude, I'm, I'm – and they re- basically wake back up, and they're good to go, but the referee stops it because don't want to take any more punishment. And boxing, dudes go careers without being knocked down or even being knocked down or knocked out. And they get hit in the face. That's what they get paid for. They get hit in the face for a thousand times. Max Holloway's never been knocked out. And he's a he's a dude who likes to who likes yeah to he throw. likes to bang, and he ain't ever been knocked out. I mean, he what landed a ridiculous amount of strikes against people. Wait, Ortega was five hundred plus. Kelvin Cater was like seven hundred strikes landed. Cater didn't get knocked out. His face was a little meatbally, but he didn't get knocked out. Little meatball. And these are dudes who are trained to hurt. And people, oh well, they're wearing gloves. I tell you what. That glove is going to protect your hand, not their face. It's going to make you throw harder because it keeps you from breaking your hands. Bare knuckle, watch those guys throw. Those guys get – they go, they can go whole fights without getting knocked out, and they're fighting bare knuckle. So yeah. you, you, now we have proof that bare knuckle don't, you know, don't get knocked out any more in bare knuckle than you do any other sport. That's one of the challenges from my understanding is – that's one of the challenges of mixed martial arts guys going from, yeah. even with a four-ounce glove, going to bare knuckle is they have to learn how to remodulate their punching power so they don't break their own hand. And a big defense, a lot of these guys, if you watch the bare knuckle dudes who've been doing it a while, they just lower their head. They'll actually lower the front of their head to take it off and the take crown. it off the crown where it's the toughest yep. and break dudes' hands. Or they'll take them off their shoulders and you keep hitting a dude in his shoulders yeah, it hurts getting hit in my shoulder, but you're going to break your knuckles. Mm-hmm. Your shit's going to start hurting where you're going to land a whole lot less. Bare knuckles the only place where you really can break somebody's fist with your face. Yeah. And dudes just take shots, man. So, I mean, all they got is tape. So, the, the argument, oh, well, gloves, uh, you hit, you know, that's why people don't get knocked out. No. No, the gloves keep you from breaking your hands. Yep. I mean, for all of those of you who have never, never been punched in the face with a glove or not a glove, it, it, yeah, and and then and I guarantee you, a lot of these people making these comments on this guy's post and trolling him have never trained. The guy's eating the Cheetos. Oh, I'll get out of that rear naked choke. I just gotta move the hand. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull. <clears throat> off the top. I, I can pull the hand down. Really? Yeah, yeah right. And like I said, I've told the story before. Dude told me he story. could do it because he saw it on YouTube. I had to wake him up. It's like, do you really want me to lock this in? Yeah. I was like, man, the defense is before I get it locked in. Oh no 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 no. I watched this thing, man. All I got to do is grab a hold and you can't hold it. No, Are you sure you want to lock this in? Yeah. Dude, you're going to go to sleep, man. You might want to tap real quick. No, no, I'm fine. And he's asleep. And it's like, dude, wake night, up. Night. What happened? You, you, you went, went to sleep. sleep. I, I, didn't get, I didn't get free? Dude, you're on the ground. No. I'm holding your feet up. You think you got free? <laughs> you went to sleep. Well, it worked on the YouTube video. Yeah, man. Yeah. This ain't YouTube. This ain't YouTube. And when he showed me the video, the guy didn't have a rear naked choke in. He had an arm across. He had one arm across and was pulling back. I I don't know what what where he got rear naked choke from. He he only had one arm across and was pull and was pulling back. And the guy yeah just reached up and grabbed a hold and two on one. It's like yeah two on one you can keep me from choking unconscious. A rear naked choke, and he I literally was told I did it wrong. It's like, no, this is a rear naked choke. <laughs> That's just a dude putting his arm across your neck and pulling. And we have a counter to that. <laughs> yep. 
So I guess the punchline of the story is, you know, one, you know, yeah, the dude did the right thing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, Chicky Poo needs to lay off him a little bit. And you have to, and you also have to understand, depending on where you are, you can only meet the level of violence with the same amount of violence. It's almost exact, the exact same level of violence. So if the guy's not moving forward, if he's just brandishing a knife until he actually makes a move forward, and you're 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 fearful for your life. It's hard to retaliate. Yeah, he's got a knife, but is he using it? He's brandishing it. Yes, that's a crime. But you get, especially if you're in a foreign country, man. You, you use lethal force against a dude. It's you. You might go to prison too, yep. because he didn't stab you. He didn't make. A, he didn't come towards you. He just wanted your wallet. I mean, you le- You go to foreign countries, and a lot of times they tell people keep well, keep. Keep loose cash in your pocket to throw it. Put money on a, on, on, a, on a money clip. Throw it. And put it on the ground, and you go the other way. Because if they just want the money, you throw them the money, and you run the other way. They're going to take the money and go. They don't want to kill you. Yep. If he wanted to kill you, he's going to kill you and then rob you. Exactly. Yep. So, yep. So, he, dude did the right thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the yeah. only thing, the only, uh, like I said, the only techniques guaranteed against multiple attackers are either running away or gun foo. And, you know, is jiu-jitsu good for self-defense? Yes. Is, you know, especially what we'll call Gracie jiu-jitsu, classic Gracie jiu-jitsu, is made for self-defense. Well, But but anything, just train. Train something. Wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai, Krav Maga, train something, do something. Yeah. But, and and a lot of, but there's there's the thing about jiu-jitsu being for smaller, weaker people to defend. Gordon Ryan put it the best thing. He's like, that idea is to sell this to people. Because he's like, remember, the people who started pushing BJJ were going to other gyms and beating the shit out of other instructors. These guys were fighting with this. They were men who were then going and using their violence against other violent men. I mean, read, breathe, and you, read some of these books, watch some of this stuff, man. These, and look at Hickson. Yeah. I mean, Hickson's not a small yeah, dude. These dudes weren't these weren't like little teeny people. I mean, these guys went to other gyms and fought, and guys come to their gyms and they fought over who was better at jujitsu, what style was better, well, was was this form better than that form? You know, that's what these guys did. I mean, Hickson would take fights just to show that his jujitsu was better than this and that. I mean, he was fighting guys to say, yep, jiu-jitsu's better. And these, these weren't just, like, friendly grappling matches. These dudes were no. trying to kill each other. I mean, well, he, the, his the, first MMA fight, dude tried to take his eyeball out. The, 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 um, the rivalry between mm-hmm. the Gracies and the Luta Livre yeah. schools. You know, and, they were violent. Yes, because Luta Livre was you know, kind of more of a striking yeah. guy, right? It was kind of like Muay Thai, but it had some... Some some grappling grappling throw, thrown in, but yeah, those. I mean, some of those beatdowns on the beach that mm-hmm. they used to do. I mean, they were these guys were. I mean, these guys would meet on the beach and fight, and sometimes it was like wars because it wouldn't be one on one; it'd be like a gang versus another gang, yeah, school versus school. I mean, it was just these big brawls. So yeah, this the idea that jujitsu is just this. What you see, people again, people see what they see on. A meme, or they see someone put up like a a minute video from a tournament where guys are using tournament jujitsu, where you can't, where no one's slapping at you, no one's trying to kick you, 
There's no striking. Well, if you want to see if jujitsu works with striking, watch you know combat jujitsu. Combat jujitsu where they yeah. can strike. So that's pure jujitsu with striking involved. But all these guys in the UFC, almost all of them have a have a moniker of jujitsu. All those submissions, almost all of them are jujitsu, and it works in that because they've added other things to it. Strict strict jujitsu used to win. I mean, Hoist Gracie with a few rudiment, very basic rudiment striking won Excuse the UFCs. Me. I yeah. mean, he ran through some big, strong guys. I mean, watch some of the, the old Gracie Challenge yeah. videos. Like, you know, our the, the, the head of our lineage, Peter, yeah. Peter Sauer, when he took on the, was it Mr. Texas yeah. or Mr. Arkansas? Some or big, yeah, bodybuilder. Big bodybuilder dude. I mean, yeah, Pedro had some, you know, basic level striking, like Jerry said, to set up his his takedowns and get his you get on the inside and take the dude down and yeah Pedro got a busted nose out of that but you know he won the fight fight. so yep that's that's jujitsu corner for today I guess the the I guess the uh, the punchline here is go train something because something's better than nothing but giving up your watch and your money clips a hell of a lot cheaper than paying for back alley surgery in Tijuana or wherever they yeah, I mean, are. Don't be afraid to walk away. Even Jocko Wilnick, Tim Kennedy, these high-level badasses flat out tell you running away from a guy with a, the best defense a guy with a knife is running away. Yep. And it's funny, you watch these dumb videos where these guys show you how to disarm multiple attackers and it's stuff will get you killed. <laughs> but then you watch these guys, uh, I think it was the South, it was either South Korean or it could even be the Chinese Special Forces. They did their knife defense technique, and they're like, we're going to show you our number one defense to to the to an attacker with a knife. And, you know, you have these two guys up. One has a training knife. The other, you know, other guy gets in a stance, and as soon as the guy says go, the, the unarmed guy runs away. Yep. He's like, that's your best defense to, to an armed attacker. And other people have done it. You want to know my best, the best thing to do? Walk away. Run away. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Jocko, unless you're, you know, unless your life's on the line and you're cornered, run. I mean, this is a gorilla, a dude. He's a Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL, been through some shit, knows way more shit than we ever will. If a guy's got a knife and you and and you can run away. There's no point getting stabbed over anything. If he's got a gun and you don't, run away. There's no point dying. Because sometimes you have to pick your battles, and this yep. people watch too many TV shows, too many movies. They watch, play too many video games where they think they're gonna know something, and I can disarm you by doing this. Did you end up dead? De-es- it, Jocko was talking about de-escalate. this. De-escalate and retreat. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, fight if you have to, but number one, de-escalate the situation. Retreat if you can. One of the best things is jujitsu. All the way in or all the way out. All the way in or all the way out. Control your distance. If the guy. I'm either all the way in or I'm all the way out. And I control the distance. And if he moves, I move. And if dude's got a knife, I'm not I'm not gonna stand there, you know. Yep. I'm gonna try and run away. At least try. I'm I mean, I'm you know, forty five and I'm not a sprinter. If he chases me, I guess that's a different than the that the story changes because okay, now you're chasing me, so now I know your intent on causing me bodily harm. So now we might have to change to a different tactic. Yeah. But if you just want if you want a few bucks, okay. Yeah, you you can have it. You can have a few bucks, man, and just go on your merry way. I will know what you look like, and I'm gonna, you know, I'll, call I'll the find you later. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? No, nah, man. That's good. All right, dude. We'll be back with Jerry seriously after we hear from our sponsor.
All right, Jerry, you got you seriously ready for us? Yeah, and like I said, man, I just, it seems like every time I turn around, I just find new stuff. And this week, I kind of got a couple, couple different things. First off, uh, Colorado, state of Colorado announced that they're going to remove the term "sex offender" from sex offenders because they say that the term is derogatory and is detrimental to sex offenders that it causes them to have a stereotype and it basically hurts their hurts them to call them what they are. So they, they're, they're going to designate them with a new title so they're not sex offenders. And this is like, okay, so once again, we're moving in this direction where we're trying to normalize what these people are doing. Kind of builds off of the professor who's like eh, it's really not the big of a deal now you have a state saying well we're going to remove this this title this this term because it's harmful to the actual perpetrator they're not worried about what the victim went through they're worried about the perpetrator and it's not fair for the perpetrator to be called a uh, uh, this term and then we move on to this week and again on this podcast, we support law enforcement. We've talked about it, brave men and women. But I also, if you do something stupid, I will call you out on it. Uh, and this, a judge sentenced a police officer to home confinement instead of jail or prison. He was convicted of rape. Uh, he's the judge. I have no idea what's going through the judge's mind but he instead of sending the, the cop to jail which is where he should have been for for being a rapist using the, the position he had to you know take take advantage of a woman the judge decided since there was no mental or emotional he did not feel there was any mental or emotional harm done to the victim that the cop it was okay just to have the cop serve his time on house arrest Ugh. instead of actually going to jail. And it's like, what? Huh? I'm confused. <laughs> this woman is raped, and the judge determines, well, I don't think it hurts your feelings that bad, so we're not going to put the guy in jail for raping you. He can stay home. What? And serve his time watching TV at home. What? It's like, so he gets grounded. Basically, he gets he gets sent to his room. That's, Hopefully, that's without what, dinner. I mean, that's I'm, the punishment. It's like that makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. Uh, and then we go into a couple other things that you know they come up. You know, we love we love our military, we love veterans, but the, these these caught me. Uh, apparently, the Navy uh, had a they've had a few issues here lately. Uh, they arrested a sex trafficking ring that involved a uh, Navy officer and some chief petty officers in Bahrain. They had uh, moved some uh, prostitutes from Thailand to Bahrain, set them up in some off-base housing, and were basically acting as their pimps. And they were, in, uh, I guess, helping them probably provide security and other arrangements and for a cut of their profits so the navy get them you know investigators end up catching on to this and they got arrested well i guess from what it looks like from that investigation they just recently arrested this week they arrested a navy officer from norfolk 
uh, for right now he's being charged with just a single count of sex trafficking, but I think that's just a holding. But it wasn't the Navy that arrested him. It was Henrico County investigators arrested him for this. And right now, because of him being in the Navy, he's involved in security uh, and different things. So they're trying to keep things kind of... They're not releasing a whole lot of uh, information right now on what exactly he did and if there's more charges to be done. But the Navy's like, you know... We're aware of this. Uh, we're involved in the investigation, and we're going to support the Henrico County investigators as much as we can. So, curious to see what happens because Norfolk is not in Henrico County. So, yeah, that's figure, yeah. So, I'm trying to figure this out. That's a decent amount of space between Norfolk Naval Base and the yeah, city Henrico of Norfolk. Is and Henri- yeah, is on the other side of Richmond. Yeah. So that's a decent 100-plus miles. So trying to figure out what he was doing, what was involved. And they're not charging him as being a buyer. They're charging him as being a trafficker, they as being a pimp. They may have snagged him in the process of transporting. A woman f- yeah, from, from here or, or using the Internet. To, to sell somebody. Oh, that's true too, yeah. And, if, and the thing is... Because that would uh, cross county lines. Yeah, because even if he's in Norfolk, if he's chatting with someone in Henrico... They can peg him there, they'll yeah. Peg him, they'll pick him up in Henrico because when they do like the undercover things, uh, like Stanton, our local city and our local county just did a big uh, sex uh, sting, uh, pred- uh, pedof- pedophile sting, where they had... Uh, People, you know, pretend to be underage boy and girl, and they end up arresting something like 30-some people in a day over this. And even though they're from some local, a couple of them were local, but some of them were from West Virginia. I think one was from North Carolina. Because they did the crime, technically, it they're saying they, you know, did it here because they uh, were trying to have sex here. Mm-hmm. Uh, with someone in our district, they're being charged here. So they went and round them all, had had the local cops round them all up, and then they're extradited to our to our area. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I would like to say I'm shocked and in disbelief, but I'm not. I mean, there's there's dirt in law enforcement. There's dirt in the military. There's uh, there's oh. bad people everywhere and in every walk of life in every industry and you, sex trafficking it does not matter there used to be I mean there used to be this whole and in the military these guys you know you go to different countries prostitution is legal in other countries so guys you know take advantage of it and they use it you know it is what it is I'm not condemning anybody for that you know it's mutual adults. And this thing involving the Navy and the prostitutes from Thailand moving to Bahrain, from what I understand, none of the women were underage. And none of them were forced to go. It was more of, hey, do you want to make more money? They're already prostitutes. They just moved them, and the Navy's charging them because it's, it is illegal. And in Bahrain, it's and, really illegal. It's really illegal. So, and it's an embarrassment because we're a guest of Bahrain. We're not occupying Bahrain. We're more there as a guest, and we're there on friendly terms. So to have a brothel in a country that that is a big, big no-no. Majority Muslim. Yeah, and that's yeah. a big no-no. Uh, and, it's a, it's more, and, and Bahrain's a friendly country to us. Yes. 
Yep. So it's an embarrassment to the Navy, and I think it's more of they got punished, not because they were participating in prostitution, even though they give you the don't do it, it's not right, blah, blah, blah. But I think it was more of where they were doing it at. Yeah. They were involved in running a sex ring in bar, in a country that, that can get, you, get your head chopped off. And it can get us kicked out and can cause us some animosity in a country that we have really good, good relations, relations with. And is a is a and, forward base in that area and, and of the a, world. And it's a really good position to be in for anti-terrorism. Yeah. So I think that was more of the issue with those the Navy personnel because from what I, like I said, from what I looked at, none of the women were underage. None of them said they were coerced. All the women were willing to be there. The Navy wasn't, the, the, off, the people involved weren't robbing them. They were only getting like a small, they were getting a percentage and they were providing a place for them to live. They're providing stuff, but the Navy's like, yeah, yeah, but you can't do it. And with the gentleman here in Norfolk, there's not a whole lot out, but he's being charged with sex trafficking in America. So I have a feeling that we're, when that does fully come out, it's probably going to be pretty heinous. Yeah. Because we've had a few, we've had quite a few military people here lately get some serious charges. We had a uh, an army officer. I think he was a colonel. He's in prison now for uh, molestation, for molesting his daughter. Uh, and that was a big, big deal because the army actually kind of looked the other way and didn't really punish him. They allowed him to retire, and it was he didn't get punished until uh, the Department of Defense, from pressure, I think, from the former administration on it, that he was brought up on charges because it was a big embarrassment. It was like, dude, what this dude just raping his daughter, how, how, how is he not being charged? And they're just going to let him retire early and, and end up going back and charging him. And, but again, we look at, we've talked about it before, police your own. Yep. Take care of your own. And again, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard for people to say police are the good guys when you have a, you know, you have a judge who gives this guy a pass and gives him basically basically grounds him for rape. He used this position and his badge to force a woman into sex. You know, and which is, but yeah, I'm trying to remember, I can't remember the state, they just had a lieutenant get fired. He was forced to resign. Uh, basically they were gonna fire him and he had consensual sex. He just happened to do it in his cop car. And he was forced out and was looking at possible charges if he didn't resign. And this was a, you know, a consensual act between two adults, but because it happened in the police yeah. car and somebody saw it and made a big deal about it, he was forced to resign. And it's like, so this dude loses, he's going to lose everything. He's going to lose, you know, he's a lieutenant, been on the force a long time. He's going to lose, probably lose his pension, probably lose a lot. And he loses credibility and he gets, you know, his embarrassment. Now his face is all over the Everything, news. yeah. And... So he's going to probably face, he's facing a lot of a punishment for a consensual sexual act with another adult. He just chose a bad time to do it. Yeah, bad place. <laughs> compared to this officer who rapes a young lady and then gets grounded to his house. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's along the lines of that, that uh, college kid who raped, was raping the young lady outside of a bar and they gave him 90 days. 
Yeah. Because he didn't want to ruin his his life. Yeah, they didn't want like, they didn't want to ruin his life if, so at such an early age. period or whatever. I mean, this dude was like grabbed and like thrown around because he was raping this young lady outside of a bar because she was drunk and she was uh, un- unaware. Yeah. And luckily, a couple, you know, luckily, I guess for her, a couple of bar patrons happened to walk outside and see it, hear, you know, heard something. The guy said he heard something. And they go back there, this dude's trying to do his thing, and they grab his ass and jack him up. Or that young lady might not have ever known what happened to her. Yeah. You know, she just woke up in a freaking alley, not sure how she got there, knowing what happened, you know, knowing what happened to her, but not who did it. Yeah. And this dude would have probably got away with it. And then again, he damn near got away with it because they were just going to give him a slap on the wrist and probation because they didn't want to ruin his college days and ruin his life at a young age. But he ruined hers. You know, so there's got to be a lot of reform in the way we look at things. And you still see these people who say things like, well, but did you see the way she was dressed? Yeah, that don't cut. That, 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 that don't cover count. it for me, man. Yeah. I'm a grown ass man. I can look at a woman, no matter what she's wearing. I might say, in my, you know, she looks nice, but no part of my mind is like I'm going to physically attack her because she's wearing a skirt. It I'm doesn't physically attack her because she's uh, she's wearing this or she's wearing that or she's got a halter top on. I'm going to physically attack her because she's in a bikini. Not that's not part of my mindset. It's like okay, yep, she's cute and move on. Yep, it doesn't matter what she is or isn't wearing. I yeah, mean, it's that doesn't factor into the situation. Yeah, and if you have your friends that tell you that, if you have buddies around you that joke about that sort of stuff, police your own. Yeah, police your own. Make sure make cast sure, out your criminals. Make sure they understand how you feel. That dude, that's not cool. Yep. Because, I mean, that's how it. it you know, oh well, but you see how what she was wearing. See how she was dressed. Well, you see how she was dancing with that guy. Well, she was drunk. You know. Yeah. Huh? So, I mean, we there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot I can say. There's a whole lot of things I can name. But you know, again, we end up getting demonetized and stripped. <laughs> right. So, more the news. For the word of the day is don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yep. Love your own. Show some compassion. Set up a trillion times. Show a little compassion for your fellow man and woman. But, you know, just for your fellow human. How about that? Yep. You know, show a little compassion for your fellow human. Uh, everybody's dealing with some shit, not just you. Yeah. Everybody's going through stuff. You never know when you're going to run into somebody on the worst day of their life. Yep. And you can either make it better or you can make it worse. Yeah, so, you know, that's all I got. All right, man. Good one. All right, dude. So thank you very much for coming. Uh, thanks to Jimmy for uh, being on earlier yep. in the show. He had to cut out. But as always, thank you to our listeners. We just uh, we, we wrapped up Thanksgiving uh, a couple days ago. We're recording this the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So, you know, hope everybody survived Black Friday and, you know, nobody's in jail or, or out on bail um, because you had to fight to get that TV. Yep. Um, but we're thankful for all of our listeners, uh, all of our new followers on Facebook and, and Insta, Insta Shizzle and, and yeah, Twitter. Um, yeah, we, uh, we're out there on the Twitter. We're out there on the Twitter and the Insta Shizzle. 
So um, thank you all for, for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, yeah. we're, we're sneaking up on our next donation to Guardians Group. So hopefully that'll be coming here in the next month or two. And uh, But thank you very much for listening. For Rolling Rocks Radio, I'm Scott Barker. He's Jerry Armitrout. Later. We're out. The music for tonight's episode was But I Am Shafts of Light by Mayeth from their album, Wailing Village.